In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The saints of old were accustomed to the idea of wrestling with God. But this concept is foreign to our modern ears. Why should I wrestle with God? Doesn't he already want to give me every good thing? It's easy enough to think of Lent as a time of wrestling against the desires of the flesh. But why on the second Sunday of Lent is the theme of the day one of wrestling, not against sin and the devil, but with God himself? In the Old Testament reading, Jacob wrestles physically with God all night long. And in the Gospel from Matthew chapter 15, a Canaanite woman wrestles verbally with Jesus until he finally says, let it be done to you as you desire. Wrestling with God is somewhat akin to praying. So if you're confused about why we would need to wrestle with God, you're likely to be confused by prayer as well. If God already loves us and wants to give us every blessing, and he does, then what's the point of asking for these things? Why should we pray? And why should we wrestle with God? The Canaanite woman is an example to us of the right kind of prayer, the kind of prayer that God loves to hear and loves to answer. But at first, Jesus doesn't answer her at all. Well, that's not very nice. Too bad. Jesus doesn't care. He doesn't care about being nice to you. He cares about saving you, which in the end is also pretty nice. In the first round of the wrestling match, God doesn't answer. If you've prayed, I'm sure you've experienced this from time to time. No answer from God. You had a big problem. You asked God to solve it. And guess what? You still have a big problem. No answer. I suppose many people might give up at this point. Prayer doesn't work. I asked God to help and nothing happened. Dear Christians, this is only the first round. If God hasn't given you what you want, it's because he has a better purpose in mind. Don't let go. Keep wrestling. Round two. The woman makes such a nuisance of herself, pestering Jesus, that the disciples run out of patience. Lord, make her stop. Send her away. When your children or grandchildren pester you, you might lose your cool. You might even give them whatever they want. Here, have 12 packs of Snickers just so they'll shut up. But not Jesus. He never loses his patience when you pray, and he only gives you what will be for your eternal good. Jesus doesn't give in. He doesn't give up. This is only round two, and the night is young, Jacob. Let's wrestle. Jesus answers, I was not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Now imagine that you had called tech support, and after waiting two hours, a man got on the line and said, I'm only here to help Guatemalans. I think you'd be pretty upset, unless you happened to be a Guatemalan. Jesus told the Canaanite woman, I'm only here for the lost Israelites. 
It seems like Jesus is excluding her, but that's not what she heard. She heard Jesus saying, I'm here for you. How? Well, I'm lost. I'm a sinner. I need a savior. He says he's here for lost people. Sounds like he's talking about me. Yes, but he said Israelites. Okay, but doesn't the Bible say that the true sons of Abraham are believers in Christ? The Bible's talking about me again. When it says that Jesus saves sinners, it's talking about me. When it says he came for the lost, it means he came for me. Many people would have given up by now, but not this woman. She heard his words as an invitation. You're sent to the lost sheep of Israel? Perfect. She came and knelt at his feet. Lord, help me. Round three. And now the gloves come off to mix our metaphors. What Jesus says next is so utterly offensive. If he said it today, his own church would excommunicate him. I've actually heard one priestess try to apologize for Jesus' words, which she claimed were hateful and racist. Jesus looks down at the woman who is even now at his feet worshiping him, and he says to her, it is not good to take the bread from the children and cast it to dogs. Remember, this is before the days of fur babies. The Bible never has anything good to say about dogs. They were not beloved pets or members of the family. They were mangy curs that ate dead bodies and scavenged from the dung heap. It's not right to take bread away from the children and throw it to the dogs. Surely this is too far, Jesus. Many lifelong Lutherans have stormed out of council meetings for less. If the woman were looking for a reason to believe that God was against her, Surely she had it. Here was proof that Jesus wanted to punish this woman and abandon her to the demon that possessed her daughter. Surely these words showed that God could not be trusted to keep his word. But that's not what this woman heard. She was not phased. She was not insulted. She believed that Jesus would have mercy on her and nothing could shake her from this faith. So she answered every accusation of the law of God with the promise of the gospel. You're a loser. That's true. And it means I'm one of the lost sheep that Jesus finds. You're a sinner. Yes, I am. And that means Jesus died for me. You're unworthy. True again. And Jesus promises his mercy to the undeserving. You're a dog. I know. And that means I get some crumbs. Round four. No, there is no round four. Jesus taps out. The woman had pinned Jesus to the wrestling mat with his promises. You know what this is called? It's called faith. Faith hangs on to the promises of Jesus. Faith will not let go. Faith refuses to believe anything else 
God has bound himself to his word, and it cannot be broken. He has promised you eternal life. He has promised that he will never turn a sinner away who comes to him for mercy. Faith holds on to these promises and refuses to hear or believe anything else. Now, from the beginning, Jesus had always intended to be merciful to the Canaanite woman. So why did he go three rounds with her first? In order to draw out that faith that he had placed into her heart. You might ask the same question about your own life. God has promised you eternal life and every blessing. If this is true, and it is, then why are you beset by troubles on every side? Why must you deal with heartbreak and sickness and every other evil in this world? Why does it so often appear as though God won't answer your prayers or is angry with you? Follow this woman's example and keep wrestling. That is, hang on to the promises that God made to you in your baptism. He promised to provide for you. Never let him forget. He promised to protect you from every evil. And when your last hour comes, lead you safely from this veil of tears to himself in heaven. Never stop reminding him. This day of the church year is called reminiscere. It's from the first Latin word of the introit, which in English is remember. Remember your mercy, O Lord, and your steadfast love, for they have been from of old. All through the history of the church, God's people have reminded him of his promises. Why? Because he forgets? No, because we forget. Because our sinful, doubting hearts are continually working to lead us away from God. But even as we remind him of his mercy, which is an expression of saving faith, God is at work drawing our hearts closer to him. Consider the woman. She starts out far from Jesus trailing along behind him as the wrestling starts. But before the end, she is kneeling before him, worshiping at his feet. True worship of God is to remind him of his promises, and this is the faith that pleases him. That's why Jesus wrestles with you, to force the faith he has given you to grow stronger even as he draws you to himself. In this wrestling, Jesus has no problem offending you in order to give you salvation. He may appear to ignore your prayers at first, and when he does speak, that is, when you hear his holy word, the law may sound harsh and threatening. Many people will say, What do you mean calling me a poor, miserable sinner? But not you. 
Armed with the same faith as this Canaanite woman, these words that you confess are simply proof that Jesus will have mercy on you. Sinners get forgiveness just as surely as dogs get crumbs. And even one crumb from the table of our Lord is more than enough. You were once far off, just as this Canaanite woman. But the wrestling with Jesus leads you once again to kneel at his altar, seeking mercy and forgiveness. Hear his words as they are spoken to you today. Woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. In the name of Jesus, amen.